This is Pursuing Wholeness. podcast i'm sorry we are your hosts sean and veronica i just got tripped up because i was thinking about how i was gonna say we are your hosts but then i was thinking about the plural when i said the word podcast so i was thinking about too too early oh like you're gonna do plural podcast right so i was so i got stuck on the t at the end of podcast yeah, it's like ever since we saw that um, scene from Young Frankenstein, <laughs> where, what was it? Foot, no, that was another one. Um, I can't remember. Scientists. Yeah, you're the one that pointed it out to me. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I was like, oh man. If y'all hadn't seen it, um, well, I don't know. Young Frankenstein is this movie that Sean got me watching years ago. and well, she, You know it's good, though. It is. It's funny. It has Gene Wilder. It's pretty ridiculous in many ways. Yeah, but. <laughs> very off-the-wall humor. But, you know, I love that kind of stuff. Very um, very creative. Yeah, it's, not, it's something I would have never watched <laughs> if I was with Sean. But, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we get, that's, that's the beauty of marriage. You kind of, mm-hmm. like, expose each other to to possibilities unseen right right so they get you know your spouse gets to see and even appreciate some of your idiosyncrasies (laughs) some of them right (laughs) (laughs) maybe not all of them (laughs) i guess so yeah excuse me but um hello okay yeah but anyway i need to face this thing right but yeah anyway um glad you could join us for this podcast we're gonna do our best to get back consistent with recording these things because um missing you know four weeks like we did before the last podcast is um they tell you you know they say when you do a podcast you know to not do that kind of thing <clears throat> but oh well who is they you know the i guess podcast experts and whatnot oh but you're supposed to kind of like squeeze in every episode week after week or day after day or whatever and be consistent which i get that but you know sometimes life happens and you know you do that and i don't know i mean if we were doing this it's like our full-time jobs and everything that'd be one thing i mean we might get there i don't know if it'll be like and you know it might be i guess making it something that's a real real thing we can Mm -hmm. we will get there one day if we want to so Mm mm-hmm but yeah, Sean, you're going to um, kick us off today, so I'll let you do that. Yeah, so the po- the topic today, um, you know, is something that, <laughs> well, at first I suggested, and, you know, um, my wife wasn't totally sure, you know, but then she kind of caught the vision and everything, and um, um, it's kind of something that we've kind of been touching in our own personal lives here and there. Well, what's up? I'm laughing because it's like, when <laughs> y'all go... <laughs> When you gonna do it? <laughs> when y'all gonna do it? Y'all keep talking about it. What were you talking about? When, like you're saying it's something we've touched on a lot, and it's like we keep coming back to this. Oh, I guess yeah. I'll let you talk about what it is. So oh, okay, can... I see what you're saying. But yeah, anyway, so you know, basically, I was kind of asking, I was telling Veronica, like, what if we talked about the topic um, of, you know, what would you do if you weren't, if you didn't let fear. <clears throat> 
hold you back? What would you do if you did not let fear hold you back? And, um, you know, we, we have talked about that amongst ourselves in our own private conversations, you know, regarding some things, you know, recently a whole lot, a lot, a whole, whole lot. Um, you know, we won't get into all the nitty gritty of that here, um, yet, but, um, but yeah, um, I mean, I just kind of even started off like this and I know you have a quote that you want to read at some point. I have one I want to read, but, um, I was talking, we were eating dinner tonight and I was talking to my oldest daughter who were talking about, you know, um, track and field and, you know, which is like, perhaps I know it's my favorite Olympic even I think it's Veronica's as well. Mm-hmm. And um, so we were talking about that. And um, I was telling, excuse me, my oldest daughter about how when I was in high school, when I was running track, we would do these warm ups. And um, as part of the warm up, we would skip. We would have to do these high skips and then we had to do these skips for distance or whatever. And one day, and I was doing that, the coach for the field the field events, or some of the field events, specifically like the jumping ones, he he was like, he, he kind of got me to the side and was saying, you should consider doing the high jump. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the high jump, the high jump is um, the jump where you actually have to uh, jump yourself, not with the, not with the, uh, what's that thing called? The pole vault. Yeah, not it's not the pole vault where you use a pole to kind of throw yourself over a uh, like a pole, but it's just like where you jump over a pole like your own self, just your body, and um and you land on a mat. And so, you know, I was I felt honored that he was you know in other words acknowledged that I had some ups, but at the same time I was scared that you know a totally irrational fear that. <laughs> you know, I would be the dude that would run, you know, and jump over that pole. And then I would jump so far past the thing that instead of landing on the cushion or the little mat thing or whatever it is, (laughs) I would throw my body past that thing (laughs) and slam myself on the, on the hard pavement. (laughs) And it's, you know, man, you know, it's like, I've thought about that, how irrational that is, but it probably hit me more tonight than it ever has before you know what's this about 20 years later like first of all again that <laughs> that fear I, I i could have blown it that probably could have been a scholarship who knows but i blew it off of some really irrational fear like who who's gonna who how's that gonna happen where you're gonna jump so far past that big old cushion that you slam on the ground, <laughs> you know, and then and then the other thing with that is like, I was telling my wife like, that's 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 some pride. Like, who <laughs> who am I to think that I can jump that far while I jump past that thing like that? Yeah. So it's like some sort of pride, and it's 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 very irrational fear, and um, you know, I won't say that I regret have regret. I mean, I do I do wish I had done that. I wish I had done high jump. I wish I hadn't had such a mindset that was like, no, nah, I got to do something that's more, you know, comfortable. And I don't know, because it's a little different, you know, 
throwing yourself over a bar or whatever. It's like, I just wish I had not let myself go that far. You know, now I'll never know what I could have done. But, but yeah, anyway, just totally a rational fear holding me back from, you know, maybe exploring something that would have been, would have been cool to do and would have helped me to kind of like explore some of my natural ability, you know? Yeah. It's like, we're afraid to really push ourselves and to try something that might be a little more challenging that might, might, you know, might cause a little injury or maybe cause us to, to be in a place where we're a little nervous, but we're just always so precarious and, and, and protecting ourselves for something. Mm-hmm. And it's like in the process of protecting ourselves, we miss out on the fullness of life. We miss out on so many opportunities. You know, when you mentioned um, that that fear that you were going <laughs> to jump past the mat. And then when you mentioned how it's like a lot of pride in there for you to even think that that was possible. Like, mm-hmm. man, I'm so good that I would jump past the mat and mm-hmm. land and hit my head on the concrete. <laughs> so I'm going to not do it because I'm just too good. And I, I don't want to put myself in that situation of yeah. hurting myself. Yeah. And, you know, it reminded me of that quote that um a lot of people have quoted over the years. I know a lot of the, at least one, maybe all, I don't know, fraternities that in school, used to quote this quote by Marianne Williamson. And it says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. So for you, you thought that you were (laughs) so powerful, you (laughs) jump past that mat. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It is not our light, not our, it is our light, not our darkness that most frightens, frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. Mm -hmm. It's not just in some of us. It is in everyone. And if we, as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. We are liberated from our own fear. Our presence automatically liberates others. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that is so powerful. Mm-hmm. When you really look at, you know, it's powerful. And then when you think about it, it's so true. Like, I know for me, I limit myself because, and I, and I feel it. It's like I don't limit myself because I'm like, oh, I'm not good enough. It's like I, I feel myself shrinking. Mm-hmm. I feel myself pulling back. Like, oh, no, no, no. I don't want to be, I don't want to be seen as too proud or too boastful. I don't want to be seen as, you know, people looking at me like, who does she think she is? She thinks she's so smart or she's so this or that. But it's like, what about everybody just shared all of that? And just decided that they were going to live with everything they have. Mm -hmm, Go mm -hmm. for everything with 100%. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I just, why don't we do that? We just stop ourselves from being great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it ends up hurting not just ourselves, but it hurts others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny. Like you said, it doesn't just hurt us. 
it hurts others. Thinking about how we hold back and it hurts us. Like we we kind of feel like we're preserving ourselves. Right. That we're kind of, you know, it's just like the scripture that says that he who tries to save his life will lose it. Um, but he who actually loses his life will save it or whatever, you know. So, like, I guess Jesus was talking about, I guess, essentially, like, the laying down of your life for somebody else, you know. But a lot of times we, I mean, our gener- our tendency or our natural inclination is self-preservation anyway. But, like, at the same time, though, it's like there's no mistake that with every every human individual that there's greatness on the inside of me. It's not just some sort of, like, you know, just some sort of nice sounding motivational kind of thing. I mean, it's the truth. You know, if you, if you just really consider the human organism, if you just kind of really look at how intricately made and all that kind of stuff that we are, you know, and just kind of think about all of our faculties and our capacities and all that kind of stuff, there's a lot of potential in the human organism. We have definitely faults and stuff like that, but there's a lot of potential, but, so many of us don't, we don't tap into it. And fear is often, it's often the reason. Often. I know many times I've been held back. Like I said, in track and field, I was held back. You know, I even remember another track and field thing where I was wanting, I wanted to do sprints, but I ended up doing like distance and middle distance. Um, But the reason I didn't do sprints is because I raced this guy. Um, we were practicing um four by one four by one hundred meter dash um handoffs with the baton and so me and him were racing against each other in the um in that first that that very first hundred meters that curve and he as some people would say he beat the brakes off of me he beat the absolute brakes off of me and this dude you know i was a 10th grader he was a 12th grader solid muscle you know um, running back for the football team. And I was just kind of thin guy. You know, I like to think, I was, you know, not the fastest, but I could hold my own. But this dude blew me out of the water, and it just totally just evaporated my confidence. Mm. And my coach, I was like, I'm kind of wondering about this, you know, doing these sprints. He was like, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> exactly, you know. And so it's like, I don't know, maybe it was meant to be, you know, that just that I have a different path or something. I don't know. But it's like the dude didn't support me at all. It's like I wanted to do those, but like I needed somebody in that moment to kind of be like, Sean, just just keep at it. Like this this guy has been running track and he's been playing football many years and stuff. Just keep with it, you know. But I don't know. But if I was not scared, then I would have been like maybe more motivated to kind of like keep on going and, and improve and you know. All that kind of stuff. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think that there's also, uh, you know, recognizing where you where your lane is. I mean, you yeah, could have been a sprinter. <laughs> I know that. Oh, I, um, see, I see, I see. No, no. I mean, like, I used to always want to be a sprinter, too. And I think it was my mom. Or I can't remember if it was my mom. Because my mom, she was like a... a track star mm-hmm. when she was in high school going to winning state championships and stuff. But um, she I think she was saying that I'm more I'm I'm stronger as a middle distance runner 
than a sprinter. Oh, your mom said that. Mm-hmm. And I think she, I think she was, I think like her hers was the four hundred, or maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. She might have even been saying that I wasn't even cut out for the four hundred. <laughs> I can't remember, but it was something where I realized that I wasn't really cut out for those short sprints. I was more so cut out for the races where I could build speed a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But it's like it feels cool to do those 100, yeah, 200 yeah, yeah. meter those dashes. Are, yeah, yeah. But I was probably more of a 200, I mean, a 400, maybe even an 800 runner, middle distance. So, mm-hmm. but it's it's still like wherever you find yourself, like rock that spot yeah. instead of trying to. We got to be careful about one, allowing fear to stop us from being our best, and then two, allowing looking at other people, mm-hmm. stop allowing that to stop us from really being our best because we're looking like i want to do what they're doing they're doing the cool stuff Mm -hmm. and then we we don't do anything that's right but we could really like rock it out in our lane if we just decide this is where i'm gonna be and i'm gonna work hard at it here Mm -hmm. you know last podcast you and i were talking about you know um i guess our personality difference that makes you know, that, that is such that you tend to give people more of a benefit of the doubt than I do mm-hmm. on average. And you've kind of taught me to do better in that. And another thing that Veronica is, um, another way that she and I are different is that she's a lot more of a risk taker than I am mm-hmm. naturally. She is. She is. I am very much of a planner. I think, I, I think about things a lot even not trying to it's just a natural part of who i am very calculating um veronica on the other hand is kind of like let's do it for example we might be you know when we were when we were dating <clears throat> we no 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 we were, we weren't dating at that point we were just talking anyway anyway <laughs> no you know we Anyway, anyway, that might be another podcast. So I, <laughs> I think we talked about it before. <laughs> but anyway, so um, when we were talking, it was not long after I had gotten out of college. We got out of college. She was in law school. And um, I was working as an engineer. And one of my coworkers um, came to me and asked me if I wanted a TDY, which is um, taking like a work trip, um, flying somewhere. Um and, you know, I was nervous about it. I had flown before, but it had been a long time before, and I kind of um, found myself getting, you know, getting scared. So I was like, no, nah, I'm good. And the opportunity came again, and I remember I was talking on the phone with Veronica, and she was like, you should just do it. You should just do it. It'll be a good experience and all this kind of stuff. You know, and so I was like, uh, all right, all right. You know, you know. Basically, you know, with this talking with this young lady that you know, I wanted to, you know, get props and all that kind of stuff with. It's like I can't, I can't say no now. I can't, I can't. So I was like, let me just do it, and I and I um, I did it, and um, I was terrified. I mean, somewhat. Like I said, I had flown a few times before, but but I did it. And long story short, I did it. You know, I start flying a whole lot and, you know, flying with nothing but a thing. But anyway, I'm just saying that to say that Veronica is a lot more naturally inclined toward taking risk and doing different stuff or whatever 
But like my natural inclination is to kind of think through everything a lot, which there are benefits to that. But then on the other hand, sometimes it causes me to kind of like rationalize and that rational rationalization I think sometimes it's detrimental. I think rationalization sometimes leads to fear. I want to be careful though, because it's not that rationalizing things is always bad, but you can kind of, <laughs> you can kind of cross like a certain threshold where it's perhaps too much or whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you know, I, I am, I, I'm kind of thinking as you're talking, it's like, I am one who is more inclined to just jump in and say, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. But then I also, allow this other part of me to equivocate for a long time to go back and forth. Should I do it? Should I not? Should mm-hmm, I do mm-hmm. it? Should I not? And really, I really already made my decision, but then I allow fear to make me say it probably wasn't a good decision. So maybe I shouldn't do it. And, but I really want to do it. And I go back and forth and back and forth. And then I still end up doing the thing that I first said I was going to do, but I have, spent a whole lot of energy mm-hmm. wasted money because like for example i had a trip recently where i could have gotten the plane ticket for a round trip ticket for like 150 dollars mm. and i it might have ended up being like 250 by the end of my equivocation because i just went back and forth and back and forth about whether i should do it and it's like if i had just made that decision then and bought the tickets i would have had a steal i think i don't know i can't remember I feel like whatever it was, it was a really good price. It might not have been, it have even been a hundred and fifty. But um, but yeah, it's like wasted money because I went back and forth about a decision that I knew I was gonna make. Mm-hmm. But um, but that's kind of beside the point. That's just something I need to deal with. But as far as like jumping in and taking a risk, like what are we preserving ourselves for? What are we preserving ourselves for? We're turning down the opportunity to live life in order to yeah, preserve yeah, right, ourselves right. for some other thing. Mm-hmm. And it's really like, I was thinking even with this trip while I was on it, I started thinking, you know, you could be so afraid of all the terrible things that I consider when taking a trip to a city, you know, Flying on the plane is dangerous. Being in the big city is dangerous. Uh, COVID is dangerous. and All these different things are dangerous. And I mean, not to just be crass, but you could just be sitting in your house and something happened. Mm-hmm. A plane could crash into your house. Yeah. Or a tree could fall on your house and kill you. Or you could be going to um, some innocent place and, you know, something happened. And it's mm-hmm. like not to like just name all the bad but we do so much protecting and being careful and cautious and there's really no way to protect yourself from everything you could be avoiding what you see is dangerous and the most innocent thing (laughs) you know that be it and it's Mm -hmm. like would you rather not live your life out of this attempt to protect yourself against every little thing yeah, that's right. That's right. You can't do it. You can't do it. And and it's, we miss out like so much. And there's some people, you see them and they, you be like, how could they, you know, when COVID was going, some people be like, they out there, you know, still traveling and living their lives. This is safe. This is this. I mean, this is unsafe. This is this and that. And it's like, they out there enjoying their life and we ain't here trying to protect ourselves. 
and I'm not like downplaying COVID by any means, but yeah, I just no feel way. like there's so many things that we're like looking at other people like what they're doing is foolish and they're enjoying their lives while we mm-hmm. over here being so careful and safe, preserving ourselves for some r- routine, you know, going to work, <laughs> doing some lame everyday thing. We yeah. just preserving our lives for that and we missing out on all the adventures. That's it's right. You know, you know, one of my favorite movie lines comes to mind. Um, uh, the Dark Knight Rises, Bane, when um, he was um, he was uh, the the character in The Dark Knight Rises. Daggett was wanting to see Bane because Bane was doing differently than what he and he and um, and Daggett had agreed to in regard to. But stuff Bane's in the city do, right yeah. Bane's role he wasn't really doing what his role was supposed to be and so he was like why are you doing this why are you doing this stuff he's like but anyway I won't go into all the philosophy but Bane laid his hand um gently you know on but in in a very intimidating manner on the guy's shoulder and the guy knew at that point that something was wrong and Bane said do you feel in charge? <laughs> you know, and and so like um, that's the thing. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm. A, he said, um, because because that's right. Because Bane told the other guy, he's like, leave us. Mm-hmm. And then this guy, no, no, don't don't leave. Stay here. I'm in charge. And then Bane laid his hand on the guy's shoulder. <laughs> Do you feel in charge? <laughs> you know, and um, and that's the thing. That's how that's how it is with us. We feel like we're in charge. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's like we feel like we can control all this stuff. You know, you know the Bible talks about like, don't you realize that your life is but a vapor? It's a vapor, essentially. You know, and um, you're right. You can do all kind of stuff to try to preserve yourself. You can do all kind of stuff like the Bible also talks about the whole, the person who builds bigger barns and all this kind of stuff and stores everything up for them and then next thing you know you gone or your your wealth is gone because of something somebody could have all this i don't know investment wealth and then the stock market crash Mm -hmm. and you were just you're 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 poorer than you know the person who who works you know like a A farmer right right (laughs) exactly or like somebody who works at mcdonald's or something like that you know But it's right, man. I guess the other question, the other thing that kind of comes in my life is the question is like, when we let fear hold us back, you, you really have to kind of ask yourself. I, it's like I kind of ask myself this sometimes, like, what is what is life really about? Mm-hmm. So it's like if we're kind of trying to save ourselves, from, you know, by like not really taking certain kinds of risks. Now, some risks, you know, some things aren't really worth it. You know, um, to you, yeah, yeah, to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say like, <laughs> I would say like something like bungee jumping. See, <laughs> that's like not a good example because <laughs> some people that's living. I mean, exactly. But like to me, it's it's kind of like, I mean, I know that's what I know it's relative. You know, at least for me, it just kind of feels like I can understand maybe some people getting a thrill, but to me, it's like an unnecessary risk of life. <laughs> Boy, but I know boy. what what we've been <laughs> you, talking you about. Do it past, I don't want to bungee jump, but <laughs> it's kind of like you're like, what an unnecessary risk. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> I mean, I guess the thing is, I guess you do have to kind of like, 
you know, I think I think other things kind of start to calculate into there too, like just kind of like you know the kind of person you are, because everybody's not a thrill seeker. Some yeah, people I actually. Need it. Right, some people actually they they go after things like that, but some people like me, I don't think anything about it. It never crosses my mind. If anybody asks me, I just be like, "Of course not," you know. But in, anyhow, you know, like, what is life really about? What is it really about? If we're trying to like keep ourselves in this lane, you know, and we don't really take any risks, then that kind of means that that we're we're content with just kind of like just a day the same old do the same thing every single day every day the safe stuff don't really get much else out of life aside from just you know the safe stuff and you know but the thing is you know i even you know i think about this day and age where you got richard branson and jeff bezos talking about you know going ahead and flying on their own um, company's spacecraft, mm-hmm. you know, into orbit, you know, into to be weightless and like go to space essentially, you know, and like, you know, the fact that we're in an age where folks talking about private, private space travel, you know, just like planes and stuff. Now, of course, you know, when you got to pay several million dollars to get on the, um, or actually like two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars rather to be passengers on these things when they really open up to the public, (laughs) the public, like what public anyhow, like that is crazy to me, but like how in the world will we even get close to this kind of place? If folks were just like, I ain't going to do that, but you Mm -hmm. have to have a, you have to have a serious level of courage Mm -hmm. and fear, fearlessness going against fear. You know, I kind of think about like, even in those, spacecraft like whether you're talking about the space shuttle in the past or these things now you look inside of the cockpit and you see all them knobs what you know it's like how in the world how do you remember how to do all that stuff like you don't you know when you get behind that big old big old um bomb essentially uh, filled with with all this really really highly combustible flammable gas and you know nerves how do you not have nerves in that kind of thing? You know, and like, oh man, oh man, I flipped the wrong thing. You know, it's like, oh, hold on, I can't fix it. You know, mm. this this rocket was self-destruct. You know, that, that, <laughs> that's the kind of thoughts I guess that might cross my mind. But anyway, <laughs> I have a ton of respect for astronauts, you know, because they, they, I mean, there has to be some nervousness, but their curiosity far outweighs it. Yeah. It makes them excited and helps them to push push past that, you know, and they they more so just kind of like channel their energy into their focus and their discipline on like doing everything that they need to do, knowing that there's still a lot of unknowns out there about that stuff. Um, But yeah, but it's like the only way to actually like deal with some of those unknowns is for some folks to go out there and take some chances. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, a lot of people don't make it. Yeah. And they know they go into it knowing I might not make it. Right. And so it's like 
But I mean, the, I mean, like, um, I don't know who, I can't remember who used this quote a lot, but they said, you'll never get out of here alive. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, nobody's going to leave Pastor Earth. Johnson says that. Oh, yeah, lot. Pastor Johnson yeah. does say that. Because like, it's somebody familiar. But yeah, Pastor Johnson says, you're not going to get out of here alive. And so, I know it's not his quote, but um, but yeah, so it's like, what are we holding on to? Like, we, I don't know, I guess trying to extend it as long as possible, but, you know, what a... Just extend right. this long playing life, you know. Oh, it's just me going down Route 66 <laughs> for my life, you know. Just a long, flat mm-hmm. road, straight, no trees, no no bumps in the road. Just a smooth path. That's that's my goal, to just keep it smooth and clear for mm-hmm. as long as possible. Mm-hmm. But it's like there are other people out there just, all, just having all kinds of fun and learning things and exploring right. and mm-hmm. cause the people I like when I think about something I would like to do that I'm afraid to do I think about um, families who world school people who basically take their family and they just travel around the world or they go live in another country for a year or two and basically like educate their children by traveling mm. and um, that's something that I'm nervous about but I would love to do it because I want, I want our children to have that kind of experience. I want that kind of experience. But I'm like, the thought of it is just petrifying. But it's like, there's people doing it. Like, I'm a part of this group on Facebook called Wandering Moms. <laughs> and um, the ladies on there, they be like, oh, I'm going to just take my kids to Timbuktu. You know, it's like, anybody did it yet? And then a lot of other women be like, I did, I did. And, you know, it's just all kinds of adventures one lady was like i've never taken a trip out of state without my husband i'm gonna load the kids in the car we're gonna drive across the country and it's like a huge thing i mean i've never done that Mm -hmm. and you know people just have high five you got this girl you got this and they just going out there and just doing stuff Mm -hmm. and why not like why just stay at home all the time and just go day in and day now i go to work kids go to school we come home, we watch TV, we cook dinner, we go to bed. It's just like the same day in and out. And there's some people out there who are whose life is so different every day. Mm-hmm. Not that I have to have that, but, uh, you know, do something. <laughs> right, right, right. Get to heaven, God be like, what did you do while you were down there? Oh, you know, day in, day out, same old thing every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my, our daughter, she um, made reference at, Leonard time today I think is when it was to the the parable of the um, talents Sean you be teaching her she be learning that stuff it's a blessing man she really gets it she really does it's like you know it it, it makes me feel real warm when I hear her saying that because it's like this child she remembers it and she really is understanding like the the deep implications of it Mm -hmm. I mean such such that She's like able to kind of catch it in other different kind of situations and things we're talking about. Oh, that's like the. Yeah, because today it was like, what's investing? And you said putting mm-hmm. your money in something, expecting a return. Oh, that's just like the parable of the sower. Yeah, and then she went ahead. and re- recited the whole parable of the sower mm-hmm. and explained what it meant. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then brought it into the modern application. It was yeah, like, like, so you, that's why we have to. <laughs> like, you better preach, child. Like, <laughs> yeah. man, it's a blessing. Make me feel warm now. Yeah, you, you, you taught her. You taught her. Yeah, glory to God, man. You know. 
But like going back to that, since she brought it back to my um, remembrance, you know, the specifically the guy who had the one talent in that story, he hid it because he he knew <laughs> he knew that his master was a hard man, reaping where he had not sown, and so um, he hid his in the ground. He was scared. He was scared. So it's like I ain't doing nothing with it. I'm just gonna make sure that I I. I have this very same thing to give right back to him. You know, I can say he, I didn't lose it, you know? And so they did nothing with it. Did absolutely nothing with it. And so he was met not with like, oh, okay, well, at least you still got this. It's like his master was livid, mm-hmm. you know? And it was like, you know, I'm going to take this from you and I'm going to give it to the person who actually grew theirs, you know? And then you're going to get thrown out into that place where there's weeping and, and gnashing the teeth. teeth. You know, and um, <laughs> I know, I, I know where you're going. It's not funny. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's like, but think about that. Jesus, Jesus told that parable to like really make people think about something. You know, like essentially, just the master endows people with whatever stuff, and he expects you to go out there and. And do stuff with it, like to make more with it. You know, you're not going to make more with it, burying it, sitting on it. You know, whether it be, I would say, talents or opportunities or, you know, whatever. Like, you don't play it safe. You actually go out there and, and, and try to do stuff with it. But if you don't, if you don't, the implication is that, you know, you're gonna you're in the wrong. Not just that you're going to miss out on life, but even that there's, there's something wrong about that, you know, and and, and that your stuff will be taken away and it'll be given because, because this is not yours. This is actually the master's. This Mm -hmm. is his. And he wants, he wants it to grow. He wants you to be the steward to actually kind of grow that thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Oh, you're not going to do anything with, let me take it from you and give it to somebody. Cause I want some growth in this. Mm -hmm. Like he's the investor, Mm -hmm. you know, but um, I don't know, man. It, it it really is self-preservation. It really is. Gosh, this time is almost up. But um, were you about to say something? I guess I just thought about um, you know, how much God has invested in us. What kind of return is He getting? He's invested a whole lot in us. Mm-hmm. So like, can He expect a decent return, or is He gonna get at the at the most what He gave us? Yeah, that's a good point. Is he going to get at least the five talents, you know, get some multiplication up in there? Mm-hmm. Or is it going to be the same way he left it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Lord has blessed me, man. I know he has. And I can I can list out a lot of the different things, but I won't hear it now. Um, but I know he has. I know that he has. And, like, I don't know. Like, I just kind of think about, how much I play it safe. Even some specific things, like I said, I won't really share it now, but some specific things that I and my wife have been thinking about. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I just don't know. What if this happens and what if that happens? You know. And you asked me, you drilled me down for like two hours yesterday. I mean, you know, I mean, you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, not that things aren't worth talking about, but at the same time, you know, I admit there's a big piece of what she and I were discussing that um I don't know you know it's just like when Moses was be- about to be sent out 
to liberate the Israelites. And he was just like, you know, who am I? You know, it's like, I, I stutter, you know, it's like, and all this kind of stuff. And then finally God was like, go, like be quiet, essentially stop it. Just go. I told you I would be with you. You keep on talking about your own perceived limitations and what might happen and all this kind of stuff. Just do it. And I, well, I won't even get into that. I do, I do believe that there are some things that I should do because I believe I've even, it's even been confirmed to me, you know, spiritually, like, you know, by God through, you know, circumstances, situations that there are certain things I need to be doing that we need to be doing. Um, but we keep on looking for stuff, but really it's like, it's just fear. Mm-hmm. It's fear. It's fear. We're looking for the path. Mm-hmm. that other people took. I think about my desire to become a ninja one day. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I know it's like, oh, what? Mm-hmm. But um, I've been, you know, looking and researching and trying to see, you know, how do you become a modern day ninja? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of training <laughs> protocols do you have and all this stuff, you know? <laughs> so random, but, um, you know, like, I just need to go out there and create my own program and start always looking for the path. And I'm never going to, I'm not going to be no real ninja. I'm not. Mm-hmm. So there's no point in me even looking up some kind of official mm-hmm. protocol. Because I ain't going to do that. Mm-hmm. But whatever it is in my mind that represents being a ninja, I just need to, like, make it happen. I can do mm-hmm. it. But yeah. it's like I'm looking for somebody else's plan, somebody else's mm-hmm. path. What did someone else do? And that's like a, a way of operating in fear instead of just trying out my own. Make, mm-hmm. do, just having an experience, live life, try mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That's true because the thing is, it's like you you just kind of going ahead and stepping out and trying something could be just kind of like that initiating thing that kind of like next thing you know kind of opens up what other kind of stuff you need to be doing with those desires. Kind of, you know, sometimes we just kind of need to get started and then next thing you know, you get more clarity on what you need to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That's, that's really what it is. You, you go and then you get, you get just enough light for the step that you're on. Right. Right. So Mm. I guess perfect timing. So next time, maybe we'll talk about some steps we've taken toward living in courage. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we will. (laughs) Maybe we will. Maybe well, we thank will. y'all so much for listening. We hope that you enjoyed it and that you this it got your wheels turning. Please share with someone. Please share, y'all. Take care. Pursuing Wholeness is a Back to Basics Health and Wholeness podcast with theme music produced by Life on 